You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get keep. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the host of our podcast. It is GGR Pirate Radio. I have a slew of podcasters with me who are going to be sharing in the hosting duties tonight. I've got the guy who helped found the Great Geek Refuge back in 2014 with me. He's been uh, my podcasting uh, co-host, partner, um, guy who does all the things that I need to whenever I don't have time to do it. Um, you know him, you love him. His name's Steve Monick. I'm excited to talk about Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got, as I mentioned last week, the MC and MC Brooks stands for mitochondria because just like the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, he's the powerhouse of this podcast. His name is MC Brooks. Release the Lunsford cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of fart jokes, really. It's all it is. Like, you're not missing much. We've also got a man who was fighting a war, but it wasn't his war. His name is James Rambo. You got him right. What's <laughs> <was> my war? <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to comic book characters, I feel like when when you ask anybody, hey, quick, name comic book characters. The first two people that they're going to name are, are Batman and Superman. Th- those are, I feel like those are the most symbolic of comic book characters. And for a while, when it came to comic book movies, it was also Batman and Superman. They stood above everybody else when it came to superhero movies. That's changed in the 21st century, for sure. And it's now more Marvel's game and DC's trying to play catch up. But there are still some great DC comics movies out there and we're going to discuss them tonight that is our topic for this evening we'll talk about some of the the newer stuff the dceu like the interconnected universe that they tried to do sort of and then kind of gave up and then maybe they're not because apparently there's a snyder cut and it's a whole fucking thing like we're going to talk about all of this tonight um i wanted to start with the news portion of this because there is some big stuff like first off we're in quarantine so the fact that we're getting news is amazing um so we have to talk about that um, but I want to talk about the Snyder Cut real quick because I want to get I want to gauge this with you guys, um, and then I'll give my opinion on this. Um, we'll start with Mr. Rambo. What's what's your take on the Snyder Cut? Is this something you're excited to see? Is this like what, it, all the hype? I'm sorry. What, go ahead. I, yeah. Before what, before you before Rambo answers, yeah. we should explain what the Snyder Cut is. Just yeah, let's in case some context. People listening don't exactly ah. know what that means. If they don't know, you know what, MC. Be my guest, my friend. This is your podcast as well. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, well, the, the Snyder Cut is uh, a version of the 2017 um, Justice League film. 
Um, that apparently is the full, complete vision of Zack Snyder and what he imagined when he was actually creating the movie. The, the version that was released in theaters um, had a ton of reshoots and a ton of different things that were added in because Zack Snyder didn't actually finish the film. He uh, had a he had a tragedy that that uh, forced him to leave the project kind of t- uh, around when they were in post production, I believe. And so uh, Joss Whedon was brought in, who you know, of course, worked on uh, Avengers films. Um, he was brought in. He did some reshoots. He changed uh, a ton of things about the the script um, and and about just the overall tone of the movie. And the movie was also brought down because I think the original the original cut uh, was going to be a, probably around three to three and a half hours. Jeez. Uh, and they brought that down to about a little under two hours, uh, kind of sacrificing a lot of plot and uh, character development and backstory and stuff uh, just to get it under that two hour mark. And so Joss Whedon is, is the version that got released. But the Snyder Cut is apparently the the full version that, that has uh, everything that Zack Snyder imagined um, being part of this Justice League film, which apparently has about a little over two more hours, two and yes. a half more hours of additional footage that got cut from the uh, the version that we got. Like. But before we get into to Rambo's take on this, I do want to mention, too, that Joss Whedon, while also a, a director who's done some really good movies and really good seri- like TV series, like he did Dark Angel, um, he did um, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Firefly. Wait, did he do Dark Angel? Or am I mixing that up? That was uh, Cameron. Thank you. OK. Yeah. So I, he definitely did Firefly. Definitely did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, directed the uh, first two Avengers movies. But also, too, Whedon developed a... Um, I would say reputation. I mean, a good reputation, though, um, of being a script doctor. So he was brought in a lot of times to fix movies um, or series that were having issues. So it really kind of makes sense that they went to him for this. Um, I don't necessarily know if his style matches what Zack Snyder was doing. So it was really kind of strange for them to go with two pretty different directing styles uh, when it came to like having Whedon come in and try to fit and clean up what um, what Snyder had started and had to leave on. But Rambo, what's what's your take on on the Snyder cut on all of this? Like, just take the mic, man. It's all yours. Um, well, the short version is, um, it's never a good idea, or at the very least, it's rarely a good idea to present a piece of art, um, to an audience and then allow that audience to dictate how it should be changed. Um. I think that one of the few positive examples you could look at is the most recent Sonic movie. Well, not most recent. Like, there's been a, a fucking <laughs> pl- pl- a bunch of them. Uh, the Sonic movie. Um, the, you know, the fan outcry is 100% what got the model and design of Sonic changed. Um, I would argue much for the better. Yeah. Um, I'm inclined to believe that that uh, Mr. Brooks, our resident expert and super fan would agree. I would agree. Um, he also got parts uh, of the story changed also. Which also makes sense. Um, but, uh, you know, that's one of the few examples I can think of that's a positive. Because more often than not, 
uh, and I say this both as a fan and as someone who is a creator myself, um, the fans and the audience don't actually know what they want. They know what they like, um, but when you try to leave it to them to determine how things should go, um, you end up with things like Chuck Austin's Uncanny X-Men run. Give you a little bit of background on that. Chuck Austin was announced as the new writer of X-Men back in, I think, the early 2000s. Um, what he decided to do was he went and, and uh, anonymously posed on some forums and asked some very simple leading questions of what people wanted to see from X-Men stories. He then took those ideas, incorporated them into his run, and it is universally reviled. <laughs> um it's the poochie. It's, it's the poochie of X Men, is what you're it saying. It very like, much is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, like, and there's 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 more to be said about that, but the short version is, when you let your audience dictate how things are going to go, um, you run a very serious risk. Uh, Mike, me and you were just talking about it off off camera, uh, off mic. Yeah. Um, originality is not important. Originality is impossible. Authenticity is important. Yeah, authenticity is, is what everybody should be striving for. And it is inauthentic to take a group of people who themselves are not creative uh, uh, creatives in the, in the very least um, and try to get them to to give an opinion on something, uh, certainly a unified opinion. Um, you know, too many cooks uh, become a situation. Um you get a lot of conflicting ideas. Um, and also, you know, in this particular case, they were just being assholes. And it really irks the shit out of me that you have, you know, release the Snyder Cut has been a hashtag for the last three years since Justice League dropped. Um, that's not true. No. Since, since it was made known that Snyder seemingly had a workable cut of the film. Uh, 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 spoiler alert, he fucking doesn't. They don't <laughs> have a finished version of the movie. It's going to cost between 20 and $30 million to finish effects, potentially do reshoots, bring in the actors for ADR work, um, because he had a horrible tragedy in his family. His child took their own life. That's awful. But you know what you do? Exactly what he did. You leave the project. You take some time away from work. Um... And it became this whole thing of like, well, if 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 Zach had been allowed to complete his 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 vision, he didn't fucking want to. He wanted to leave the project so he, he wanted, could go and be with his goddamn family. He wanted to mourn his daughter. Like he wanted to mourn his fucking child. And you know, you get this this group of people who have no perspective on things, have no real sense of understanding of what is required of this movie, you know, release the Snyder cut. Okay. Here's an unfinished movie with unfinished visual effects. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember when Wolverine origins, the, the work print got leaked. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we would have ended up with a lot of green screen shots that weren't actually filled in. They were literally going to be like, I can see wires and I can literally see a green screen in the background. We would have ended up with a lot of dummy animated, uh, uh, animatics that, that weren't finished. Um, and you know, a different storyline. Um, and it's really fucking frustrating that this is 
that this is happening. Um, you know, I say all this, I'm going to watch the movie. (laughs) I'm curious. I want to know what his vision of the movie was because you can say a lot of things about Zack Snyder, but he's not someone who doesn't know how to make a movie. I don't necessarily like all the movies he's made. I don't like a lot of the decisions he's made, but he's a very competent filmmaker. Um, it's just that his take on the characters is not one I would, I would, you know, I'm, I'm interested in. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I have HBO max. It's going to be free on the service. So yeah, I'm going to sit down and watch it. Uh, much like I own the director's cut of Batman versus Superman, a movie I did not like. Um, because I really wanted to know, okay, what did you want to do different? Um, and yeah, it's better than the theatrical cut, but it's still not a good fucking movie. Um, so yeah, the short version of my very long-winded response is <laughs> um, <laughs> it's dangerous to put these kinds of decisions in the hands of fans. And I would love nothing more than for this to be a good movie. But I am sure, one, no matter what, they're going to hail it as a masterpiece. Um, and I, you know, a, I don't know, man. It's just, it's really fucking frustrating um, that Warner Brothers is going to spend, now, now spend, and, and it makes total sense. Like, this wouldn't be happening if not for the pandemic. Because the majority of what needs to be happened, to, of what needs to be done, is stuff that doesn't involve crowds. It's stuff that, you know, they're, I don't know if they're actually even have to do any reshoots. Um, but I know there's a bunch of visual effects that need to be finished. There's a bunch of ADR stuff that needs to be done. That th- These are all things that can be done and maintain, you know, social distancing. And you can maintain, uh, um, you know, a lot of people can still work from home and do this kind of shit. Oh, yeah. You do uh, all the editing and stuff from uh, and the rendering, like, from a laptop. So. 100%. Um, so it, it, it makes sense. Like it, it's sort of a perfect storm of this coming together and actually allowing it to happen. Um, but this idea that we're suddenly going to get this masterpiece from a guy who thinks that Superman's, uh, uh, solution to most everything should be to try and vaporize or throw through a goddamn building. Uh, anybody who disagrees with him, um, is, uh, I'm, I'm not as optimistic as one might hope. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's my Understandable. two cents on it. <laughs> Mr. Monik, um, what, what's your take on the Snyder Cut, man? I, I really have no opinion on it in the sense that, you know, I, I watched the actual, like, Justice League, like the theatrical cut, I guess we'll have to call it now. We can't just call it Justice League, right? Um, yeah. The theatrical cut, I, I just watched it the one time. Um, I watched it, um, if you just, there was a, one night I was out at like, I had to be out at Starbucks just doing some work for a while. And Mike and you called and we had like a conversation for a while about a certain situation. And then after that, I'm like, well, I'm just going to sit here and work and watch justice league. And I just sat there and watched it. And I was like, huh, that's fine. And never in my life was like, I need something different and I need it now, but it still needs to include all of this somehow. And so when I heard that they were releasing it, I had the same kind of opinion. I'm like, Oh, that's a thing. Okay. Like that, that's about as much as a, you know, thought that I put into it. Cause I think I'm less interested in that version of the, the, I'm definitely more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, just in general and, and pretty much all formats. Um, you know, that's that there's certainly things that I prefer DC, which we'll talk about tonight in some of the films that I've talked about on here for a while. 
Um, but by and large, like I, I grew up with a more of an affinity for the Marvel characters. Um, so I liked it. I was hopeful that there would be some good DC movies and there were some good DC movies. They were fine, but I'm not like, I need a perfect Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Trinity. I need it now, or I'm going to lose my mind. And to Rambo's point, just saying that the Snyder cut is going to provide for the people who need that, that it's actually going to be there. Doesn't sound like it's realistic anyway. So like Rambo said, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to like lose my mind over it. I'm same. I mean, like I'm, I'm kind of in, in the same boat here um, with this MC. What's your, what's your take, man? Um, I mean, I've been kind of in the middle on it for as long as I've even known that this entire movement was a, was a thing. Yeah. Um, cause like the, the DCEU movies in general have just, they've just been okay. They're like, they're, they're, there's not, I mean, Wonder Woman was good. Shazam was, was good. Aquaman was pretty good. But I mean, the stuff that preceded those films, like it, it was just stuff that was okay. I haven't now full disclosure. I haven't seen Man of Steel, so I, I don't have an opinion on that. Uh, so I, I can't okay. can't really speak for it. I know uh, a lot of people are very divided as to how they feel about how Superman was depicted in that film. So I'll just defer to that <laughs> on that on that <laughs> film. But uh, like sure. I, I rewatched Batman versus Superman recently. I didn't. I didn't hate it as much as I did the first go around. Um, but it was e- even the, the stuff that I thought was enjoyable about it. Like it just made the movie. Okay. Like, it didn't, it didn't make it good. It didn't make it great. It was just, it was just okay. I mean, and even rewatching justice league earlier this year, like it's, it was, it's fine. I, like, I mean, it wasn't, let me rephrase. It wasn't good. It's easily the worst of the, the movies that has been released from the DCEU. But, I mean, it was just, it was, it was just whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but like the more I learned about the Snyder Cut, though, like I, I did find myself kind of intrigued by it, just learning about like stuff that was cut, uh, how you know characters, uh, all the characters getting backstories, you know, that were that were cut from the film. Cyborg playing a a much larger role that would have led into what would have been his solo film. Uh, and and that all like li- that entire thing getting getting shafted from the film, learning about how many of the the battle sequences that the studio actually combined a lot of the battle sequences where whereas they're supposed to be very different they're supposed to be very different um, uh, events that take place over the course of the movie that weird thing with the the family. That was at the end of the movie. Like that was all stuff that was added that wasn't part of the original film. Um, and like a lot of the jokes and the humor and stuff, like all like all of that, totally different. Even Superman had a much bigger story arc that even involved a really awesome looking black suit um, that was supposed to be part of the original film. So like learning about all the the stuff that's. Uh, that was supposed to be part of it. Uh, it. It has me intrigued because you know who knows. Like maybe it could be a a better story. Um, it may not be good, but <laughs> it, 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 I think it, I think it could it could maybe provide for a more interesting story. Because like Rambo said, like we we've seen a recent example of of uh, fan input 
working out for the better (laughs) in uh, in the Sonic movie, which, by the way, sequel was announced today. Yeah, I saw that. That is that is a testament. (laughs) Testament that hey, sometimes cyberbullying works. Not that we we advocate for it. Not that we're going to tell people to do it. But sometimes it works. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying I'm happy with the result. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so oh, um, we just played this and, theme song. We just played this theme song about not gatekeeping. The about not being don't justify, and then he's like, ends don't justify the means. The ends saying, don't justify just the saying, means. Just, but I'm pretty happy with these ends. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, um, but but the, the, the last thing I'll say on, on it is I do think on um on HBO Max's part though it's probably it's actually really smart uh to 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 have this cuz what you do now is you have at least what a year maybe a year and a half's worth of buzz going to be building for your app while you t- while you take the time to gradually add the content that what is not available at launch so like you have you you have you have this thing that's going to keep your app in the in the news because of this one thing that's going to be coming at some point in the next 18 to 24 months true and you're going to get downloads because you're going to get subscriptions because of that just just that alone exactly you know and and you 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 uh you can you can take over for you or you can take a a page from uh out of what uh what other apps have failed to do at launch i mean dc universe is virtually dead in the water at this point uh, Disney Plus, like the hype for that died off because there was no content available at launch. Yep. And here you go with HBO Max. At launch, at least for the next year, there's going to be news about a particular piece of content that's going to keep there that's gonna keep people interested in subscribing and, and seeing what what's on there and at least at one point subscribing just for this one piece of content. So it's really smart on on their part that even 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 if they weren't going to do it, uh, if they weren't going to do it for fans, and then this is the reason that makes sense, that makes the most sense for the makes the most sense for them to do it. Gotcha. I mean, like I, I, you guys hit on all the points that I had with this. Like, I'm a little bit Rambo. I'm a little bit MC. I'm a little bit Steve about this. Am I intrigued? Yeah, I'm interested because I love Batman and Superman. I always have. Like, I remember when. Um, you had the Batman the Animated Series, you also had the Superman Animated Series, and then you got World's Finest, and you mashed them up. And I was, like, easily, like, 16 or 17 years old, don't care, felt like a six-year-old kid sitting in front of the TV, like, on the ground in front of the TV, just, like, staring up, like, watching it, because that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see these characters interact, because they're they're the icons, they're, they're the big names, like, those are your A1s right there. And, like, to see that on the screen and see it well done was fantastic, but then you get Batman versus Superman and it's just like very rarely do I, am I critical of movies for the most part? I'm like, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. Like three stars, you know, three out of five. Yeah, sure. It was fine for the most part. I'm not a a strict grader, but with, with those movies, I was Batman versus Superman. That was not Batman. That was not Superman. That, that first off, like, I don't know who the fuck that was, that that was not Lex Luthor. Like none of these characters, guys, none of those characters seemed right. And like it, it, 
it was just very, very strange. Their motivations were odd. Like, the whole movie seemed like a giant Easter egg hunt where it was like, oh, look, there's Arthur Curry's name. Oh, don't we know that he's Aquaman? Of course we know that's Aquaman. Fuck, like, like just tell a story. And, like, it, it was very, very, very strange. And with Justice League, I've seen the movie, but I can't tell you much about it. Superman was... Superman was dead and then he came back and there's this thing where the flash is running around and like Superman can see him in the same time. So we know that Superman's fast too. And then like, he's no longer bad, but he's not, I don't, I don't even remember. And like at one point Aquaman sat on Wonder Woman's lasso of truth. And that was really funny. Like that. I don't remember anything else. The movie was not memorable. And like that sucks because Superman is awesome. Henry Cavill quick aside I'm super excited that he's coming back, that we're going to see more Superman. Super fucking jazzed about that. Yes. yes. And like, we have news be- about that, too. That didn't tell between, you. Probably, but we have between, between Rambo and Steve and their conversations that we've had about like the Mission Impossible movies that I haven't seen, but also from watching um, The Witcher, like I fucking love Henry Cavill now. Like I am a huge fan of his. The dude is an awesome actor. And to see him get to be Superman again and maybe get another chance to fix this character is awesome. But like, as far as the Snyder cut, I'll watch it. Sure. But like, I was kind of Steve about it. I was like, eh, meh, like MC posted about it. And that was my first response was meh. Like, it's just like, I feel like you lost your chance. You had your chance. And of course there was the tragedy and that sucks. But like you had your chance to put the movie out. It didn't do what you wanted you kind of lost your momentum now granted maybe you'll get a chance and and this snyder cut will be just a a work of art and we'll all stand and applaud it but i based on what we've seen from snyder and superhero stuff i don't think that that's going to happen and as rambo said it kind of bugs me that the the neckbeard fanboys that were like oh there's a real snyder cut basically now feel vindicated Mm -hmm. and like for for a movie that doesn't exist it literally does not exist (sighs) Yeah, it, it would literally be like the Star Wars equivalent would be like if Disney decided that they were going to strike The Last Jedi from continuity. Then all of those people who had that the um the letter that they were passing around like, hey, sign this petition to, to strike it from the – then all of a sudden they were right. And it's just like – Mike, whatever. I don't know what to tell you, but uh, Rise of Skywalker exists. So, <laughs> you know <laughs> – Fuck, the bad guys won again. Um, <laughs> is the Snyder Cut the one with Rogue in it? <laughs> no, it's the, the one Snyder... that focuses on a, a, every other shot has a very obvious product placement shot of pretzels. <laughs> it also, for, for no reason, Dr. Manhattan shows up, just blue wang flapping in the breeze. Just the whole That's time. how they take out Darkseid. Dick is swinging, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how they One swing they... from Dr. Manhattan. Boom. <laughs> Universe saved. <laughs> Smash cut to Batman. Okay, Doc. Fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really, really, really bad. Um, it's it's like a fake video game, right? And it's, it's the Watchmen video game. And what it is is it's Dr. Manhattan. But it's like 8-bit, maybe 16-bit version. And what they do is, is you know that, that game from Nintendo, Kung Fu? Where he makes yeah. the sound effect. Yeah. Like, it's those sound effects, but instead of him kicking and punching, he's s- slapping people with his tongue. And he ends <laughs> up right. fighting He ends up fighting the Incredible Hulk in the end of the game, for some reason, because it's blue versus green. 
sabers, but you know, wieners. And it, it's it's the stupidest thing, but it's so damn funny. Like it's, and then like he ends up falling in love with uh, Smurfette because she's blue and he's blue, and that, yeah. That tracks. Yeah, you know, it makes sense, you know. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Um, what's the MC? You said you had news about Superman. Uh, yeah, I don't remember if I told you this, uh, early, well, I, I don't remember if I told you this earlier, but we, we basically kind of know that, um, he's going to appear in at least one of the next three DCEU properties. Yeah. I mean, so, that seems, that seems to be the, uh, because you like had sent that picture of, um, of Superman hovering over Black Adam. Yeah. So, I mean, so, like, basically what came out was we, we uh, they basically said, like, I mean, obviously he's, he's not going to make any kind of appearance in uh, in Wonder Woman 1984 or um, the Suicide Squad movie or Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman film. Um, but uh, seemingly uh, they're going to, seemingly it's going to be either Shazam 2, in which... The role they would probably have for him in a Shazam 2 would be kind of in ways, uh, in some ways, kind of like uh, that, in, like Tony Stark to uh, Peter Parker in uh, Far From Home, uh, gotcha. in the sense of, in the sense of kind of, hey, here's how you can be a hero, but actually, actually learning from like an actual hero, <laughs> um, uh, doing something like that. Perhaps him making a cameo in the Black Adam film, but like when Black Adam is in modern day, because a good portion of the Black Adam film is going to be featuring the JSA and it's going to be focused mostly on his origins before they bring him to the before they show him in the modern day, and oh. also and then the the third one is possibly Aquam is uh, Aquaman two, him just showing up in some form for for that film. And then from there, I would kind of judging on whatever uh, on his on uh, the reaction to him in one of these films, uh, yeah. that'll probably dictate whether or not uh, they announce uh, Man of Steel 2 or whatever the next super solo Superman movie ends up being. Yeah, I just hope he gets another shot. I, I really want to see another solo Superman joint. Um who would you want to see as a villain? Because I, I, po I posed that. Oh, um, uh, my page easy. Today. Brainiac. Yeah, for sure. Because we yeah. have not gotten to see him on the big screen. Yeah, I agree. Because play, playing against Brainiac in the Injustice games, when yeah. like when you find out he's like the actual big bad, really awesome. Yeah. Um, Rambo, what about you? Who do you want to see as a villain in the Man of Steel 2 or Superman Redux or whatever the hell they call it? Oh yeah, no, it, it would b both what I want and what, what role we'll eventually get is going to be Brainiac. Yeah. Um, since Brian Singer did Superman Returns, his plans for a sequel were going to be a Brainiac movie. Um, Brainiac was also the villain that was in um, Kevin Smith's Superman Lives script. Yeah. Um, and Hollywood doesn't throw anything away. So that's yeah that that's inevitably what we're gonna get um but i think you can do some cool stuff with like a parasite movie too um Ooh. like you you could explore um I, I think it's a good way to do um 
more of a Clark Kent focused story um, where he has to, you know, basically as a regular man, like, you know, Parasite sucks up all, all, you know, all his juice. And so he can't use his powers. Um, so you get to see like an actually, you know, like, yeah, Superman's just not, a, he's not just a big, strong guy who hits things. He's actually really smart. He's a, he's a fucking professional. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning investigative reporter. God damn it. Um, and you get to see and explore like, like that whole avenue of the character. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you could do like a really cool, like smaller, more intimate kind of story like that. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. And um, also, let's... like, I really want to mix this, mix this Pitlick movie. It's never going to happen. <laughs> but no, I would no. fucking love and that like, so much. <laughs> and, like, in the animated series, when they had Gilbert Godfrey do the voice oh, of him, it was so wonderful. That is, like, easily oh one of my God. favorite episodes. <laughs> it's, oh, like, one God of my absolute favorite episodes. Like, when he, he keeps making him, like, Superman keeps tricking him into saying his own name, and he's, like, walking. Oh, God, it's just fantastic. Fuck, now I'm all excited about the idea of different Superman stories. Yeah, when uh um when Alex Ross and Jim Kruger did the Justice miniseries, um the way they approached Bizarro was like Samara from The Ring, um Ooh. where Bizarro was totally silent at all times, and you were just waiting for him to do something really scary and violent, um because it's it's this monster that isn't intelligent uh at least doesn't have like functional intelligence as, as far as we understand it um but is as powerful as superman is with a couple of like weird caveats um and you know all you can do is hope that he's not gonna whatever he's gonna do is not gonna be aimed in your direction um so there's definitely some real potential to do something really kind of cool like, almost like a superman horror movie um with bizarro yeah I see if a, a, a scary Bizarro would be interesting, but like, God, I love big, dumb, goofy Bizarro. Like he's one of my favorites. Like he's like, oh, he's yeah, a bad totally. guy, but he's bizarre. He's like, he's lovable. He's like, ah, oh, look at this big purple doofus. Like it's just he's trying. Yeah. You know, he's, he's putting in the effort. Exactly. Like, and, and you know what? I honestly think you could do both of those things. Yeah. I think you could start off with like the lovable kind of like, Oh, he means well, but he's, he's, you know, he's, Basically, I think that you start off with um, you get the transition, uh, uh, like the the sort of horror story bit with like a Frankenstein, a Frankenstein story with with like Lex Luthor and, and the clone thing. Um, and at first, it's like, okay, well, he's this weird guy who's trying to do do like he's trying to do well. But you you basically could have just like the 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 dinner with Lois scene where yeah. he's he's trying to to like live a normal life but he can't do it and lois goes to leave and he won't let her and suddenly it becomes oh no no no! you're a villain now like you have transitioned you've, you've flipped that switch uh into bad guy and then you could have the 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 story end up resolving itself wherein he sacrifices himself to save everybody else um yeah man i i i might have thought about about this a little bit <laughs> Could have possibly put ink to paper about this, maybe <laughs> once or twice. Guys, let's 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 do this. Let, let's jump into our list because I, I I'm looking at the clock here and I know that Steve and his parenting duties uh, are going to be calling soon. So I want to get started on um, the main topic of tonight's discussion, and that's going to be our favorite DC 
comics movies. Now, I want to extend this. It's not just the DCEU, okay? Because it extends further. Because there's been a lot of them. So I want to give you guys really like an, an, an open sandbox, so to speak, when it comes to what we can discuss here. And since he is limited on time, Mr. Monik, you have the floor. I'm so glad that you said that. Because my favorite DC movies, hands down, and I've brought different ones up all the time, basically very early on. I've been in love with DC's animated film collection, um, basically all the way back to Batman Mask the Phantasm. Like, I just love their animated stuff so freaking much. I mean, Batman the Animated Series was why I love superheroes, period. That and the X-Men from the 90s. Um, And there have been so many good animated, um, you know, like the one-hour ones of all kinds of different Justice League members solo stories for superman batman green lantern wonder woman what have you um if i had to narrow it down i really liked their dark knight returns part one and two uh for the for the animated one like if you're gonna pick up any animated ones to me pick that one up that that, well parts one and two i i appreciate that because i really want to watch the animated stuff because you've said on multiple occasions that it's really good and i have no idea where to start and there's some there's some stuff more recently that like um, the killing joke is kind of the big thing where they're like, eh, kind of turned a corner here and it made not maybe so as good as it used uh, to be. They've def- yeah, they've <laughs> definitely done some, and it's, it's kind of like anything when it goes on for so long, nobody stays perfect for forever. I mean, they've been making animated films, you know, since the early nineties and they're still pumping a couple out every single year. So you're going to get stuff that's not great. Um, but man, I mean, they hit all the kind of major, if you want your movies to be, you know, film adaptations of your favorite comic stories. So like the DCEU, it didn't really have like a bunch of, you can't point to it and say like, oh, it was following this comic storyline, like to a T, except for maybe like Watchmen or something like that. Like the DCEU wasn't, they've tried to do some stuff, um, you know, like the Dark Knight Rises, Bane breaks batman's back like there's definitely comic moments but the animated films are like no we're going to remake batman hush we're going to make superman red sun like you're going to get a film version of the comic story and and we're going to do a a faithful uh adaptation of it um and there you know there's a lot of great voice uh acting uh, uh for all the different characters um Anyone who wanted Nathan Fillion to be Green Lantern, well, guess what? There you go. You get to have him be Green Lantern <laughs> in the films here in the Justice League stuff. So um, where to start with those? Kind of go with who your favorite Justice League character is and what maybe some of your favorite storylines are. And they probably have an animated one, especially if your favorite's Batman. They yeah. have a lot of Batman Fuck, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's – yeah. But the Dark Knight Returns, Mike um, – Mr. Robocop himself is the voice of Batman. Uh, Peter, Peter Weller. Peter Weller? <laughs> yeah, so I kind I of never feel knew like I wanted like, that. Now I do. Yeah. You mean Dr. Peter Weller? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Lord Peter Weller. Uh, but yeah, and, and, and there's actual, like, they broke it into two parts. So they do the whole story, um, and they and they do it. Pretty darn well. So I, that that's where I'd consider. But I mean, they got like Flashpoint and um, yeah. basically in like 2014, like from Flashpoint on, they've been kind of doing that 
new version where they're like, all right, the Justice League, they all meet each other again. And so you can even start from Flashpoint and go forward with, you know, Justice League War and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the starting point for the modern DCAU, the animated universe. The one they're like, they were following a storyline, a continuity, I should say from flashpoint through i think apocalypse war i think that's the recent one that just came out yeah like and that that's ago. the conclusion that's the the end game uh for that run of dc animated films yeah because they even have like justice league dark with like constantine and all that yeah, yeah. that all kind of like merged together into apocalypse war i know are we the... get oh sorry go ahead remember I was gonna say the the uh i know the the voice cast kind of jump around a lot with the with the continuity stuff uh, or rather, with the one that is consistent continuity, do they maintain the voice actors? I do believe. I so. believe so. Yeah. I, I I'm start I'm I'm watching in order now. Like I I got just watched uh, Flashpoint again uh, last night. After we finish this, I'm moving on to the the next uh, film in the continuity. So I, I think they maintain it because I've seen a few of these before, but it, it's been a couple years since I've seen them, so I, I can't say for sure right now. I know Jerry O'Connell has been voicing Superman for quite some time because it was What's-His-Face from Wings for a while. Tim Daly. And th- yeah, Tim Daly for a, for a long time. And then in the new continuity, it's been Jerry O'Connell, and I know he's been Superman the whole time. Um, but there's a, I, I can't definitively say that it's been uh, the same people all the time. I think Rosario Dawson's been Wonder Woman the whole time. I, um, I know that she did the the first of the Wonder Woman movies, and I know that Bruce Greenwood has been Batman in a bunch of stuff. And I know it switched over know. to Jason O'Mara for, for some of it as well. Okay. I did see something on Twitter from um, Alan Tudyk, and he was doing the Joker. And, like, just the fact that you have a Juilliard-trained actor – like talking about getting into the headspace for the voice of of, uh, of the Joker was super fascinating, but also, damn, that guy got into character really, really, really well. Like just just from what I heard from his voice work that he was doing for the Joker, I was super impressed. And like John DiMaggio, voice of Bender, has been uh, the Joker. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Mark Hamill. Like it's it's really cool that you get to see these these awesome actors really kind of flex their 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 chops with this sort of thing, and. Really, the DC animated stuff has always been kind of like the gold standard when it comes to things. And the most important thing is that since 2018, Dwight Schrute has been the voice of Lex Luthor. Has he really? <laughs> no shit. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> so, so, Some, so do that. There was a conversation about um, uh, 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 Dr. Doom uh, on uh, Yuli's page a while back. Yeah, and I can't remember who said it initially, but somebody said Rain Wilson for Doctor Doom, and at first I was like, "That's a t- fuck." I don't. That hate could it. work really well. When we started talking about how, like, Wait, you know, it's, it's not important. No, we talked. We, yeah, talk we talked that. about it because it, it, it came up after we were talking about John Krasinski uh, being Mister Fantastic. Yes, we did talk right. about this. Yes, this was on GGR. Yes, <laughs> because it wasn't about themselves. As much as as much as we love Fantastic <laughs> Forum and Yuli, we love you, buddy. That was our fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it ended up being like, because my counter argument was like, well, you know, it's important that Victor Von Doom be really vain and be really really good looking. And somebody's counter to that was, no, it's important that he be vain, not that he actually be good looking. It's important that he thinks he's beautiful, not necessarily that other people think he is. 
And that was like a big, uh, uh, a big selling point for me. I was like, you know what? Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. Sorry. Anyway, Rain Wilson, Lex Luthor. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they got some big names. Yeah. Just back to the the favorite DC stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of of live action movies I could have named here, and and some that'll definitely come up, even from the imprint. We <laughs> prevented. But um, <laughs> the, the the animated ones have always kind of captured my heart because. Um, I, I can't even explain it. I mean, there, there's obviously the element of like the actual mask, of the phantasm. I went and saw that in the theaters when it came out and it just kind of blew me away that they could do a full, you know, it's not feature length. It's not, you know, a two and a half hour movie. It's usually a little over an hour at, at best, but um, you know, kind of a long movie version of these animated and do them faithfully and bring in great characters um, and, and honestly, I mean, a lot of the voice actors, when I read a comic book now, that's the voice that I hear when mm-hmm. I read it. And I can't say that about any Marvel or DC, any live action representation of a character. I see them. I think they do a great job. I, I really appreciate like the energy and the attention to detail that they put into their characters. But I never bring that and internalize it and go... Yes, I hear Robert Downey Jr.'s voice when I read Iron Man. I hear Henry Cavill Superman. I don't, but I hear Kevin Conroy's Batman every single time, no matter what Batman story I'm reading. Yeah, yeah, dude, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I I can definitely appreciate that. And like, it's it's really cool that like I feel we're gonna get a a, a pretty cool cross section of stuff from, from everybody here tonight about what they love um, DC wise. Um, let's go with MC Brooks, man. Give us, give us one of your, your picks here. Like a- anything that's DC. What's, what's your go here? Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm actually going to follow, follow uh, Steve and also agree with literally everything he said about the animated universe. <laughs> I'm going to follow up with uh, my own selection from the animated universe in uh, the film that I just watched again for the first time in a while last night, and that is Justice League: The Flashpoint Paradox. It's a good one. Mostly because I I forgot how freaking awesome that movie was. Like I, I had no context for anything when I first saw it uh, in 2013. I didn't I didn't really know crap about these people, um, but like in rewatching it now, and and seeing like. The thing, I, the the thing, I, the reason I think a lot of the animated stuff works so well is because they're able to do things in animated form that you just can't really do, or would be expensive to do if you were to try to do it with actual people. Yeah. And so because of that, you can literally recreate any scene or make any scene uh, really just look really awesome. Like uh, when you're watching Flash and Reverse Flash literally run around uh i I think they're in metropolis Uh, run around run around metropolis after uh barry uh finally uh uh, or excuse me after earbard basically tells barry hey guess what it's your fault all this stuff is even happening to begin with and you you, you're mad at me and it's not even my fault let me um let me pause you real quick there uh mc um steve I know you got the dad duty stuff going on, man. We appreciate you as always. Uh, you, uh, your contribution to this podcast is always appreciated, and uh, we love you, buddy. Uh, ha- have fun putting the kids to bed. Enjoy the 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 delicious conversation that you will be having. So. Oh, DC, I'm away. Delicious conversation. Well done. Nice. <laughs>
Later, guys. See you, man. Peace out, bro. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>